If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at studioredmedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Todd. And I'm Ryan. And today we're talking about Todd's new book. So, Todd. Yeah. This is your very first podcast talking about your new book. Oh, snap. This is this is the beginning of your press tour. It and, is. And as one of the founding <laughs> members of QT with RT, yeah. I'm honored that you chose this <laughs> podcast to start out your press tour on. Thank you, Ryan. Um, you know, as they say in industry, keep your enemies closer and your friends closest. So I don't think that's how the saying goes. <laughs> but I'm glad to be known as one of your best frenemies. Yes, of course. Uh, obviously, your number one friend of me is Kyle. Mm-hmm. Always there, one step ahead of you. He backstabbed me. <sighs> he left the basement. <laughs> he left me. Went off and got married. I just had pl- children. <laughs> replaced How you. Dare he? <laughs> with his eldest. I know. Now he left. plays. Now he plays Legos with his kids instead of you. Sick. How makes good me. He? Makes me sick. How good. He? And that's what my book is all about: betrayal <laughs> of brotherhood. <laughs> and that's God. why, the next time you see him, you've told me your very, very long plan about how you're going to ask him to like step outside with you, mm-hmm. and as you guys could talk and just yep. catch up, maybe by a fire, and mm-hmm. that's when you're going to poison his hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, the the lake that we're going to on vacation, it's a very deep lake, apparently. Like, no, the, so you all could the do the Godfather least... scene. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. could be out there on the all rowboat. Right. I'm going to kiss him, and then have... I always knew it was you, Kyle. I'm going to have Emery, his own son, <laughs> row him out there. <laughs> like, do it for that's your right. uncle. Because <laughs> you obviously love the uncle that you see once a year <laughs> more than And then Allie's going to be like, promise me you're not the one who killed Kyle. Like, and I just sit. And I'm like, stare. I promise you, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I just... And then you close the door as she's watching from a distance. Uh, great movie, Godfather. You should check it out. Yeah. Uh, and Kyle, it's been good knowing you. I'm sorry that Todd's going to kill you. So anyways, all seriousness. Mm-hmm. Your second book is coming out. And as your friend, I wanted to say congratulations. Thank you. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. It's one thing to make one successful book. It's even better to make two successful books. It just takes five years in between each. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, you know, uh, James Cameron hasn't made that many movies, but they're all big blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. You could say I'm the James Cameron of the books. <laughs> you are definitely <laughs> not the James Cameron of books yet. Yet. <laughs> even James Cameron had to start somewhere. Here's a good question: Would you rather be loved critically or loved? Box office financially. Oh, like, box office financially. Yeah, exactly. Hands so down. James Cameron really is like the way to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's critically loved to some degree too. To some degree. I don't know I mean, how. He, I think he's critically loved in the moment. Yeah. I don't know if it has long standing. Yeah, it doesn't effect. last for very long. But how many things are critically loved? I mean, it's pretty rare. You yeah. think about all the Oscar winners over the last you know, 50 years, how many of them yeah. do you actually still think of today? I it's mean, a very small Spielberg amount. still has, like, power. <laughs> I mean, Spielberg really is the ultimate icon, if you think yeah. about it, critically and financially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I would agree. Yeah, critic- Yeah, both financially and critically, yeah. Box office and yeah. critically. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, back, back to the to book. book. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not this is out- the worst press release. <laughs> It's a good thing you're starting with this one. It's only uphill from here. That's right. Uh, You should do some other podcasts. That'd be great. I don't know anyone. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's this other one. It's called Is It Good? Is it you could good? have Lewis yeah. tell you. you it could be it's a like reverse. The co-host on that one is a little spotty sometimes. <laughs> like, hey, he, when do you want to do an, a podcast? This would be his chance to finally... <laughs> Get you back for all the Mary Jane comments you go. made. That'd He'd be, be like, um, I feel like this book is a little <laughs> two-dimensional. Uh, I just feel like it's kind of tastes like water. It's very vanilla. It's just I'd be nothing. like, then you should love it, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good then. Lewis, it's good, saying. right? Oh, there was a uh, – a, a, they just released, or I guess it's been out by – I sent it to Lewis, a trailer, like a teaser trailer for Spider-Man 1. And it was like this whole bank heist thing. It was clearly shot like someone else completely has shot it. Yeah. And they didn't show. And it was a helicopter. You know, these bank robbers, they rob from the bank. They get in a helicopter and they go. And then Spider-Man catches them. And the web, the, the helicopter is stuck between the twin towers. Oh, yeah. no. And then it's like Spider-Man. This summer, Spider-Man. And then it shows the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. It's the weirdest, like, promo thing, but yeah. it's the Twin Towers. Huh? And that's the original that they had? Yeah, it was like 35-millimeter. The like, original trailer yeah, before yeah. the Twin Towers. Like, like, it was like the, the sneak, sneak peek. Yeah, like, yeah. wasn't even like a trailer. Because it was not shot by Sam Raimi. Like, completely yeah. different style. Yeah. Almost looked like a commercial. It was very weird. But I should send Lewis. Well, and you, but you've seen it. But I should definitely send it to Lewis. I've never thought about this uh, after you guys have done that Spider-Man podcast. Which, if you guys haven't listened to, you definitely should. It's yeah. called "Is It Good." It's on Apple. Because I look guarantee it you right now, no one's listening. Todd <laughs> <laughs> so looks at the stats, and it's just me and it Evan. is devastatingly and maybe low. Kyle. <laughs> uh, but uh, especially um, the the for they do each movie, and they kind of cover each act. So there's like probably like what twelve, fifteen. Yeah. Episodes. And if you get a chance to listen at double speed, you should, because it's hilarious. <laughs> Chipmunk voice. It's great. Uh, but uh, especially movie two and movie three. Yeah. Those are one of my best. <laughs> Not like Movie one's good. Yeah. But uh, it's just there's so much more things to laugh at <laughs> yeah. in the second and third especially uh, the third Act movie. one, Spider-Man 3, Lewis sings along with me. Oh, it's beautiful. It's Anyways, so you should book. check it out. It's also on <laughs> Studio Red Podcast. Uh, all right, so um, oh, I I should send the trailer of that that like horrible homemade version trailer I made of, <laughs> of Spider Man Two. Do you remember that one? Did you ever see it? I made I don't it in think college. I did. Me and my friend Josh, and we like played all the characters. Amazing! You it, should send that. I've never seen that. Never, yeah, I'm sure you've seen it, but maybe you just don't maybe, remember it. Maybe a long time ago. I, I yeah, blocked it. From probably my like at Summit. I'm really the only you. thing I remember is that uh, video that you did, and it was like, hey, hey. And the club and the homies. And you did it with like a college group. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Usher. <laughs> college was a different time. <laughs> um, so, your book. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, yeah. Well, uh, if, if any podcasts want to have me on who is not affiliated with Studio Red, <laughs> because I guarantee you, I'm on all the Studio Red podcasts. <laughs> so, cover there. Got it. Uh, yes, that's right. Anybody who's listening to this of our 21 subscribers. 30. 30. 30. I mean, we're, we're averaging almost 40. Of our, of our 30 subscribers, yeah. if any of you also have a podcast, because <laughs> why not? Just make them, guys. All yeah. of them. You should be on John's podcast, Todd. Who's John? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know who John is. Hometown headlines. Maybe I'll when the book comes out, I can show it to him. He should. Yeah. Um, he's a fan of the Todd Labarge. Uh, so, anyways, tell us about your book. So, Go Now is the uh, would be sophomore 
or junior? What's the second? So Sophomore. there's freshmen. See, I, I literally don't know grades. I was homeschooled. And so when, like, people – like, like, I asked my wife, I'm like, I'm what, like question- what age is 10th grade? I don't know what 10th grade is. I'm like, what question are you asking me right now? Is it junior or sophomore? I'm like, your second book so or your second – what? Yeah. Freshman, so, sophomore, junior, senior. Okay, sophomore. So it's the sophomore – book yes or your white album as my white album because it's a white book Um, Uh, and and i'm guessing is that a beatles reference yeah the white album yeah is that what it is yeah they're the like most famous album it's the album that drove uh the beach boys the song brian uh the beach boys yeah the guy brian what's his name he was making his album and he listened the white album came out he listened to it and it like drove him insane he like quit his project because he's like, nothing is as good as this. Nothing will ever be as good as this. Wow. Yeah. So that just goes to show you, don't watch or listen to anything if you're in the creative industry. That's right. <laughs> uh, That's why I've never read a poem book ever. So, um, But Go Now is the second collection of uh, writings I have done over the last five years. Um, my first book was, I believe, 200 and like 60 pages or but something. Who's counting? I don't know. But the second book is like 480. So it's like twice the size. It's a huge book. It is a um, big fat book. Yeah, I big, saw it today. Big fat book. And I'm very and, excited uh, about it. Size does matter. Size does matter when it comes to poetry. <laughs> the bigger the book, the better. Bigger we all the book. know that. I mean, everybody. Now, there knows. is like 200 pages in the middle that are completely <laughs> blank. Uh, Completely blank and worthless. And uh, I mean, they do say... <laughs> There is a possibility that there's invisible ink on it. Yeah, there is a possibility. Up, if you hold it up to a fire. It and you ca- should. <laughs> it will catch on fire. Kerosene. And you'll never see those invisible words come to life. I have laced every chapter with kerosene. So <laughs> use that your own discretion. Uh, uh, Amazon strangely allows this. It's one of the options when you're saying <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Do you want poison on your books? Yes. Um, so, yeah, it is a collection of... Words of wisdom, encouragement yep. for people. Um, go now, the phrasing, you know, kind of the old school style of an old ancient man at a tavern or something telling stories or parables to people who come in to travelers and encourages them. Go now, young man. You know, yep. almost like the go, go, go west. Yes. Um, yeah. Go west, young man. Uh, go west, young man. <laughs> exactly. Young yeah, so let it's... evil go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Let's copyright. We're going to get striked for this. <laughs> you sound that... too good. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Holy smokes, is Michael W. Smith in the booth right now oh with us? It's amazing. It sounds so much like him. <laughs> M- MWS. Um, but right. uh, So go now. Did he do that song? Yeah, man. I don't even remember that song. I was a Curtis man. Uh, I was a, me and Chris were Michael W. Up, Smith all the way. Saddle up we your horse. rocked out to some Go West, young man. Okay. Anyways, but this is Go Now. Go Now. Young and, anyone yeah. or old one. Yeah. Or or just one. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and it's split up kind of. My first book was Unwritten Letters to You, and these were things I had written to people, um, and it was split up in the categories, to the one I love, to the one I long for, to the one um, – I lost, I think, and it's been a while <laughs> since I've looked at my own book. Um, and so those were all different kind of categories of things I've wanted to write to people yep. um, who were either in my life or had left and stuff like that. This is more of words of encouragement um, to anyone. Yep. And the idea is that 
you know, we have a section on faith, uh, a section on kind of personal value, kind of hold on to hope, yep. hold on to faith, and then hold on to love, I believe, are the three. And um, Those are things you might want to learn before the next podcast. <laughs> nah, that's all good. <laughs> I have the book in the other room, but uh, people, the whole point is that people hear this and go, he doesn't know, but I'm going to buy this book, so I'll know. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. all about mystery, right? Todd's being <laughs> purposely deceptive. Yeah. So that way, or purposely... Manipulative? No. What would be a good word for it? Not deceptive. Ignorant? <laughs> there you go. Sure. <laughs> so that way, then, you're intrigued <laughs> you're like, and enticed. This guy sounds like a fool. I'll buy his book. I I'm really want to learn the rest about this. <laughs> um, no, um... I I it, uh, I'm just teasing you, of course. Um, Hurtful. Ugh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, you're never gonna be back on this podcast again. Um, so uh, with the third book, my publicist allowed this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll scream at her after this. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I flipped through the book at lunch, reading some of the quotes, mm-hmm. and I think um, yeah, where your last one I think revolved around a lot of like um, more romantic love and kind of like um uh your either your value in a romantic relationship or what you should look for dream for hope for yeah. or or hold out for that kind of seemed to be a lot of like sort of the bigger picture message yeah um and answering kind of those questions this one seems a lot more um about um it's interesting that that's how you describe the go now and i think this is still what you would say uh what i'm about to say too but uh, when you've told me about it and as you've been writing it using that as tag yeah in your writings over the last five years um i've always seen it as kind of um you sort of telling people like go and do something yeah stop yeah. stop complaining about the problem and not doing anything yeah. you know and a call to action yeah, yeah yeah exactly like if you want um and especially as you know wherever you fall in the political spectrum or or philosophical spectrum, or moral spectrum, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people are complaining nowadays uh, about the world and about the country. And I feel like, you know, something that me and you have talked about a lot, just in general, as friends, um, and I can definitely see it on your heart, that your your desire is to help people remember that, like, just ranting about it on Twitter doesn't really help yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, or Facebook, or whatever. Um, but going and actually doing something does yeah. if you really want to make an impact if you really want to change things if you really want to make the world better then like get up off your butt and yeah go yeah. now yeah uh and so that's kind of how i've seen some of it and reading through it i feel like that's a lot of what's in there but not in a um not like in an old man crudgery sort of way right. but in a very inspirational like you know like god gives you the power god yeah. believes you know like it seems like a lot of it is is more reminding yeah. people of their value and worth and their potential for doing great things. Yeah. Yeah, it's the the Rogers kind of message, you know, Mr. Rogers message. Uh I I like to say we are in I've never said this before, but I just thought of it. But we're in the Rogers songs. Uh, Rogers Yeah, like nice. Renaissance, but yeah. Rogers on because you know, we got the Tom Hanks movie coming out, we have a documentary yep. and kind of in this you you're right. We literally the leader of our country is consistently attacking people online. Everyone's attacking him back, you know, like yep. we have it's just insane. Like you right. just get depressed when you look online. Yeah. And Mr. Rogers was an advocate for um, 
for loving your neighbor. Like that was his yeah. theology was every person has inherent value because of the fact that we are all children of God. We are the Imago Dei. And so he believed that and believed in action. And yeah. I mean, that was his whole thing is he saw, you know, TV was a way for like clowns to throw pies in people's faces. And it was just a mess. He'd probably lose his mind if he saw television yeah, today. But um, so he believed in, in, uh, his ministry and letting children know, especially that they are valued, that they're cared for. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wanted to have that sense of empathy in my writing. Um, I mean, here's an example of one of the things I wrote. It says, if your heart bleeds the need to love, let no one bandage that wound for the world is in desperate need of it. You know, we kind of have been taught growing up, you know, dust it off, walk away, you know, kind of, protect yourself and grow a pair yeah all those type of things but i think there is immense power in being vulnerable and open with people um and social media has created this world of not being vulnerable you know we it's so much easier to attack people so much easier to have your own personal opinions just spewed out there without ever walking alongside someone um we've all kind of become the parable where we walk past the dying Samaritan, you know, the yeah. the dying uh, Gentile. And so yep. I just want to be a good Samaritan in the sense of encouraging and letting people know that they're valued. And then also within this book, letting them know where like true hope is found and that's in Jesus. Yeah. And also that like the feelings that they're feeling are natural and good and big. And, so I, it's it's just something a a breath of fresh air is if if that book brings that and it encourages you to get up and to be active and to actually love your neighbor as Mister Rogers said instead of yell at your neighbor instead of trying to convince your neighbor but right. simply to be present and yeah. to be active and to love the unlovable. I mean that was his whole thing was it's about loving someone where they are now. Yeah. And then walking with them to where they'll be. Yeah. So go now. Uh, go now. So uh, everybody should check it out. Um, you're still finishing up the final yeah. parts of getting it published yeah. through Amazon. Um, uh, just because people might be curious about that process a little bit. We might have some yeah. some other future writers listening. Um, don't, Kyle, Kyle, don't you dare! This is my field. <laughs> exactly. Kyle, don't you stab him in the back again? <laughs> you could have written it together I'm, in the basement, like, but you left. I'm like, be be loving and and, and gentle, and then someone's like, I want to write, and I'm like, get out of here! <laughs> don't like, you dare! The aging starlet is like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'll tag you. You're like, yeah, you're like the aging soap opera star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's all a room for one. You can't drive me out of here. <laughs> you pay off a writer to get that character killed on the show. Uh, uh, so, uh, other people might be interested just that they might be just curiosity. They might be interested or they might even be thinking about something of their own. I, Brendan, I don't know if you remember him from Lion Star. Yeah. He recently wrote a book and is publishing it through Amazon, a children's book for his daughter. Oh, that's like his daughter is the star of the book. And, um, and he knows how to draw and illustrate and stuff being a graphic or a a motion graphic. Do you not just want to give it to her? Well, I think he wants to like. I mean, yeah, he probably did too. But I he, mean, he wants for his daughter. Well, uh, yes and no. 
The guy, well, you are kind of being that guy, Todd. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, children's books are great. Yeah, those well, are, it's actually a very, very good, like... Well, and just the idea, like yourself, where it's like yeah. you have something you want to say, and so you're saying it. Yeah. And the beauty is that we now live in a world of Amazon, Yeah. where it's super... The, the entryway is no longer you got to find this big publisher who's going to pay to make 10,000 books and hope that they sell them. Right. And you have to like potentially pay for some of those books and you just have stacks and stacks of books in your garage and you're hoping people will buy them eventually. Now you can do print on demand, which is amazing. So anyway, somebody like Brendan makes a children's book. Yeah. You made this book that's more, would you call this still poetry? Yeah. Yeah. I think the actual category, because the format is poetry style oh, okay yeah so oh. it's a it's a motivational slash poetry book yeah. so um so you have that book other people might have other books that they're interested in doing or making mm-hmm. or being a part of so tell us a little bit about the process as you are still finishing up the last few weeks yeah um uh and you can keep a pretty high level you don't have to get like hardcore technical about it but obviously You've been writing stuff over the last five years. Yeah. You collected all of that together. You decided what you wanted to go where. Yeah. Did you decide that? Or uh, you've been working with your wonderful wife, Allie, on yeah. it. Yeah. Did you decide, like, which, like, what was on each page? Yeah. I definitely had creative, con- like, Allie did a great job designing the book and kind of putting everything together. And, and she did the kind of more detailed work where I was the overhead format kind of style um like even designed- down to like what what what's the name of each title what is yeah. you know and and i did pick like we print out all 400 plus pages and i just sat down and would cross out the ones i didn't like or you know so who decided like what's on page 25 and what's on page 26 um i think ali eventually just put those in okay um but yeah i would what i did so ali was great she went and found all the quotes and put them all in the word okay. document then i went through that and decided which uh which you know would go into which category yeah the three and, different yeah, categories yeah and so i would just mark it down and then if there were some that cuz i actually got rid of a lot that I was either the, I didn't like how it was written. I didn't, you know, because did my, you rewrite my, any? Um, yeah, there was a couple that like I would didn't like, like the wording. And, I like this idea, but these yeah. this sentence right here is weird. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of like going back, re-editing, and and stuff like that, which I did not do with my first book. So I think that's where I'm really proud with this book. We really, really put a lot more effort and work. Even the fact that we had your wife Helen kind of do the so we had. Uh, Mark did the first kind of round of of editing and, uh, proofreading. and a proofreading, and then Helen did the second round, and then uh, Lewis was supposed to do one, but he didn't. Uh, <laughs> Lewis, not good. Not it is, good. It is not good. It is not good. And you know what? I don't ever want to see is him again. Is it good? No. Yeah. No, Lewis. So, <laughs> but um, he, we a lot of work. So, yeah. So the format. It started out with getting getting everything, putting in the word. Then I go through. That's the first round of events. Once everything like that is ready, then we have proofreaders go through, make sure it's grammatically and spelled correct and everything. And then from there, I think I did a second round of checking on yeah. it, um, just make sure kind of 
that I liked everything, and then that's when Allie formatted everything, you know, kind of put it all together and made sure everything looked right, choosing fonts. Um, the thing that took probably the most work other than, I mean, the cover took a lot of work. I mean, we went through a lot of different designs, um, and that was interesting because I had an idea of what I wanted, but the process where where unwritten unwritten letters to you, Chris, who did did the art design and the whole book and everything, he was really really good at calligraphy, and I was like, this is perfect. Unwritten letters to you, calligraphy right. just makes sense. So he did a great job with that, and I wanted it on a red background, looked great, super simple. Um, second one, I wanted it to stand out. My my goal has always been with books to. Be realistic. Not everyone's reading as much as they used to. I mean, poetry is very simple to read. You can just open it up and read it. But I want something. People love books. At the end of the day, people, it is a decoration of some kind. So I want my books to be pretty. I want my books to be something that they would buy it just to have it. If, if you just framed it, it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And so uh, we were going to go with stars. The first initial draft was like a map. Allie made like this kind of like old school map kind of style. And that was cool. It just looked kind of uh, generic. Yeah, generic and a little basic. A little yeah. too like straightforward. Oh, go now, map. Yeah. And, and it also just, yeah, it, it didn't feel that line. And so then we did stars and it was okay. Just was, looked like a bunch of dot, dots at the end of the day. And then uh, I was just really kind of struggling. We were like, what What are we going to do? And so we just kept going and going. And then finally, I think Ali was looking to Pinterest. And I saw this kind of like minimal like little sketch of like a lady's head. And I was like, that's what I want. I love the color. It's like this kind of creamy background. And I wanted something that when you see on the bookshelf, you don't see like white books very much or, you know, lighter color. It's usually... Darkers, red, blues, whatever, different colors. And so I wanted a book that if it was on your bookshelf, it would be the one sticking out more than any other book. And so I was just like, yeah, let's do that. So Allie did a quick little sketch of, of a man and a woman and uh, just really did a really great job with that. And it does when look she, really good. Good job, Allie. Good job, Allie. And when she sent it to me, it was the first time – because we also had a painting that's been in our kitchen that I took pictures of here at the studio. And yep. I mean, there's a whole copyright because we we're like, is it copyrighted? We don't know. I mean, it just was a hassle. So um, trying to find something that was personal and and something that was true to us. Because at the end of the day, it's Allie and I's book, not my book. It's both our books. And so because she's put so much work and time into it. And when she sent me that first picture it was the only one that i had like an emotional response to and it really like was like this is it like it just clicked and was great so um really really proud of this book and so yeah i mean if you're gonna make a book you really are gonna spend a lot of time into it and it's yeah. a good thing that ali is my wife because she will read the words of the book as well so um I think if it was anyone else, I would be paying a lot of money to have them. So really, you just kind of have to see how much time and effort and you're yeah. willing to put into it. And then from there, 
Amazon has a really easy setup. And so you can just upload your manuscript. Um, so Ali used like InDesign for the book to get like inside the book and all that. And so she uploaded that. And then you upload the cover as well. And it's it's super. So it's uh, KDP is their website. It's like Kindle Direct Publishing. And, um, and yeah, and then you can see who you want to publish it globally or just certain countries. Um, Do you have to pay for that? No, it's all free. So um, they so take a chunk of your – so I only make like 60% of the profits, and so they take 40%, which is a lot, I mean, at the end of the day. So, but they're also printing off the book. Right. I mean, that, that part of that is covering their cost yeah. of making it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have to do anything. Yeah, I don't have to pay for – because I was looking at like publishers and stuff, and like it is crazy expensive. Like yeah. it's like – 8500 bucks just to be on like you know right for, for them to advertise you or whatever so yeah yeah I, I would not make that right. <laughs> at all you know so yeah uh, i mean i think for where you're at especially it's it you know it makes a lot of sense to self-publish it it's like absolutely um i mean the people who are going to be buying it is the audience that you've built so there's yeah. no reason why some other publishing house should get to benefit off of that yeah um and then Amazon has the, you know, they're at such a large scale yeah. that for them to publish these books and make them and like they already have the distribution system and the mailing and like all the delivery aspects of it. Like they have all that down to probably the cheapest yeah. any company in the world yeah. at this point has. So it's like if you're going to partner with somebody, Amazon makes the most sense yeah. for yeah. sure, especially for a book. Yeah, like, yeah. Like and they're their, taking up their the world, original so. – their original mistress. Yeah, and you know Amazon's been known to like if you sell from them, they'll kind of see how you do it, and then they'll copy it and essentially just run you out of business. But they can't really do that with a book, you know, right. creative properties. Right. Like maybe yeah. they can, but I don't know. There's just right. So it's my voice at the end. Yeah, of if you day. were a publisher, that would be a problem. Right. But you're not. Yeah. You're the actual author. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's that's really the process. It's kind of. So what do Making you have, the book and then what do you have left to do at this point? Um, so we had the the proofreads that uh, you saw, and so now we'll go back to the cover and kind of make a couple tweaks and adjustments, and then after that, it's good to print. So hopefully, we will be by the time you guys listen to this, um, maybe within a week or so, even sooner. I don't know. I I think we're gonna try and pushes out as quickly as possible so so obviously other than going to amazon and looking up uh go now yeah tb labarge what would be other ways that people will be able to know when it's actually available and how they can purchase it yeah so you can go to my facebook uh tb labarge um on facebook and then obviously i have really if you just type in tb labarge on google you're gonna find you know everything we're having a website that's Allie's like got all ready to go and we're just need to buy the, you know, the essentially, domain. yeah, domain and get that going. So if I was really smart, I would just go buy TB Lafarge right now. <laughs> go, go, And go. Then turn around and sell it. <laughs> yeah. To you. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, man. I, that's not smart. That's bi di diabolic. Diabolical. <laughs> diabolical. So, well, you know, you know, scheming. me and Kyle do have some things in common. Yeah. And then that's when you have me dangling from the top of our roof and you go, I. Or what do you say to him? 
What did Scar say to his brother? Oh, uh, oh, to Simba. He says, "Well, I noticed that that's a Simba, but what did he say to his brother when he killed his brother?" Long live the king. Oh, long live the great line. Yeah. Man, that movie. It's, if you go back, it's kind of dark. It's dark, but it's like that's like a movie. Oh yeah, that cartoon. Like man, like Disney. Like yeah. they were making like yeah, it's Shakespearean. Cinem- yeah, Shakespearean cinematic oh, yeah. movies. I mean, a uh, yeah, I mean a brother that betrays his yeah. brother like that. It's great, you know. And, the then, and then the son comes back, and yeah, you know. And then even the fact that then he's in that exact same situation with Simba. Yeah, uh, at, you know, I've been, you know, and he even tells him like this looks familiar. Oh, I know. It's because this is how your father looked right before he died. <laughs> and then he gets down and he whispers to him, you know, I killed Mufasa. Uh, nah. uh, the funny thing, I saw someone say, they're like, so Scar's a bad guy because he just wants to, like, uh, bring hyenas into the group. Like, you know, it's like Mufasa is all about segregation. <laughs> He's like, this is how life works. The antelope, we eat the antelope and they eat us when we turn yeah. the guy. You know, it's like. Well, yeah. It's kind of a weird message. <laughs> well, it's obviously, I mean, once you get to the point where um, you're trying to figure out, like, what animals are bad and what animals are good, you know, once you start, like, humanizing animals, that's where it starts getting kind of confusing. Yeah. But you see what happens when the hyenas came in. Yeah. Segregation. They ruined everything. <laughs> they ruined it. The hyenas, at the end of the day, are the villains. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I mean, I think Scar is really bad because he wants to kill his brother and take over the kingdom. True, and his nephew, and yeah. pretty much everyone. Yeah, yeah. Scar- and, then he, and then he wants to make all the other lionesses like his slaves, basically. And- yeah, it's just a dark movie. <laughs> it's a dark movie, but a good. I movie. don't know if the hyenas are so much bad as Scar is bad. No, I think the hyenas are good. I mean, they they eat the villain at the end. Yeah. So spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. But, anyways, but back to the book. That has nothing to do with going <laughs> Um. So yeah. So what do you have left to do at this point? Yeah, like like I said, just a couple tweaks to the cover. Um, we really liked everything, just kind of making it. Yeah, and then publishing it. Yeah, yeah. And How then, long does it normally take for Amazon to like approve it all and be ready to go? It's pretty much instantaneous. Really? They, they said uh, 72 hours probably. So when we, we ordered our copy of the book like Friday, I think Friday or Saturday, I think it was Saturday. We ordered that copy and it got to us yesterday. Which do they, is Wednesday, do they review so. the books to make sure that they're not like, you know, going against like any kind? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like they're not communist like, manifesto or like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nazi propaganda. Um, I don't know. I I would think they would, but. Maybe they just do run it through a quick like algorithm and make sure no those words are in there. Yeah, I think when something's that big, they just unless someone calls them out for it, they just yeah do it. You know, yeah. So because they'll make money off of it somehow. <laughs> you know, like, that's Twenty Nazis will buy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're like, this is bad, but we're making money. <laughs> Corporations, man. Corporations. So. Uh, well, again, congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I look forward to buying my copy. Uh, we had a framed copy of your old book. Yeah. And we'll have to do that again. That'd be great. Um, uh, I'm excited. And I do reading through it. It looked, uh, I know you were saying at lunch that you feel like it's exciting to look back on your first book and compare it to this book and feel like you've matured and grown a lot as a writer. And I think that's something that people, we all need to remember more and more of. I actually watched a C on Sari's. Yeah. 
uh, stand up yeah. yesterday, Aziz. last night. Yeah, Aziz. And he was talking about like how he went back and watched some of his like old comedy stand ups mm. that he did like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. And he was like, man, a lot of that does not hold up well. Yeah. I would not have said some of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Or he's like, or even like the shows that he was in back in the day. And he's like, you know, it's like, man, you just, he's like, you can't hold. You can't hold the stuff we used to do to 2019 standards because most of it yeah. just doesn't stand up well. But then he was talking about it, He's like, but isn't that kind of like the goal to constantly look back on what you did a year ago and be like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Because that shows that you're no longer who you were a year ago. You've grown. Mm. You've matured. You've you've moved on to to kind of a deeper thinking or higher mm. thinking, you know, and, um, and, you know, kind of, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our day and age canceled culture you know um quote unquote does not allow growth you know like when there is no grace there's no forgiveness you know we we do live in a day and age where it's like you do something wrong you're done even if you admit to it or anything like that um unless you're trump but you know (laughs) he can do whatever he wants he doesn't care but um so i i think that's a very dangerous thing because that's just legalism in a in a secular world. Like that's the whole point of why legalism messed so many people up within any faith. Um, this idea of you have to be perfect, you have to follow the rules. It's a juggling act, and we all know that we are not perfect. And so, if we don't have room to grow and room to fail and room to um, acknowledge our pasts and say. I'm thankful for where we were, but I'm also excited for where I'm going. Um, if we don't allow any of that, then think about people who have been in abusive situations, who have been in um, either got married too young and and learned from that mistake, and and weren't allowed room to say, "Hey, like it was okay that that didn't work out." But there's redemption and hope for where you're going. And, and you're loved and valued right here, right now. And we are so obsessed with taking down power that, I mean, with anything with war, we watched Vice and the casualties of choices, the casualties of people making kind of rash uh judgment on things that they have no really right to make judgments on has consequences whether that's actual physical lives or that's the reputation of someone or that's just the emotional growth of where they are if you are constantly surrounded by people saying this person failed and so let's stone him i mean i think that's why jesus was so big on who as an never sin throw the first stone i mean he himself understood the reality and the fact that he didn't throw a stone who he never sinned like that's the point is he never sinned but yet he i think true holiness is the recognition of our failures and loving you within that yeah because at the end of the day water is always going to wash off mud but if we just looked at someone dirty and said you'll never be clean but never giving them, which is grace, the opportunity to be clean. 
then yeah. people are just going to be stacked. So you're kind of taking a way different tangent Sorry. than I was wanting to yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> that's all very interesting and good. And kind of in your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was actually, that's all true. <laughs> Those kind of mistakes. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I hope you listen to what Todd was saying. And if you've made those kind of mistakes, you're still loved and forgiven. And, yep. and you find, love. find the, the water that is grace and, mm-hmm. and wash yourself in it. Uh, I was more saying from a creative standpoint, mm-hmm. I feel like, and this is more what Aziz was saying, that it's like like if if you look back on what you did and you're like, what I did before yeah. wasn't very good. Yeah. I'm not, I don't like what I created. Um, that that's a good thing. Yeah. So like if you look back on your first book and you say, man, now that I look back on it, I wish that book was a lot better. Yeah. I wish I had done this. I yeah. wish I had done that. Man, I'm so much, I'm so happy that this book is even better than the first one. Yeah. Um. Well, that that's so, the that's the goal, isn't it? Yeah. Like you and I, we are not like. I mean, you sent me that picture of, yes. of that interview, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, a video we did like maybe six, seven years ago. Has it been that long? I think so. It was, that was the I first felt like video. that was like five years ago. Yeah, maybe five years ago. It was the first it was video. Salt, right? Yeah, it was the first video we ever did with Shaw. Yeah. It might have been five years. Yeah, I think it might have been I six. At wasn't this point. PIT the first one? Did we do Salt before? Yeah, we did. Wow. We started talking about the PIT <laughs> thing, and it took like two years yeah. for them to figure out what they yeah. actually wanted to do. Uh, but yes, we sent, we I sent Todd a, inter- a, a freeze frame from an interview we did, and it had the most obnoxious lighting. Yeah. In. Yeah. The like, lighting, you, you had like a straight up light just hitting the wall where plants were and it was overexposed yeah and then the guy's face was just straight on yeah shot with like but it wasn't bright enough to really over you know it was, it was the type of lighting it was almost like a, <laughs> it's almost like a car headlight just like <laughs> hitting his face uh and 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 we did an interview just like last week and it's detailed and he's highlighted perfectly the shadows on his face, right. you know, bring but, out almost a 3D effect. And yeah, we've the hit, light on the wall yeah. made it look like it was coming yeah. from the window. And so and it was gradiated. So yeah, our, our quality off. grows because we continue in our craft. And yeah. so I think a lot of times people are so afraid with starting that thing because they go, I'm going to fail or I'm not good enough right here, right now. Because I remember I had those doubts with that first book unwritten letters to you i was like there's no way that people are gonna want to have physical copies of everything that's just online already like that's to me i was like there's no value in that but people care you know and so put effort into making it worth owning the physical version exactly and uh i'll say so todd doesn't have to say it it became one of the number one bestsellers, right, in the poetry section. Yeah, on yeah, new, 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 like poetry. It was like yeah. number one for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. Which is, so it's like not only did people want it, they wanted it a lot. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for that. And I've seen a lot of people say, like, it's like their favorite book and all that yeah. stuff. So that's exciting. It gives you confidence for the second book to do better. Yeah. And with anything creative, we should look at it that way. Yeah. You know, but at lunch, you talked about how you're like, man, I look back on that first book and I don't even like it as much anymore. Yeah. And I just thought that was such an interesting statement in a good way. Yeah. Even though I think people who are, I mean, we all are, we are all are, we all are extremely critical of anything we make or do, um, anything, right? A meal, something as simple as, you know, dinner yeah. to something as important as a book uh, or a movie or whatever, you know, to our work that we do for our day jobs and, you know, whatever. Um and uh and but i think some people are even more critical than others and, yeah you know, i think there's a range 
And I think for all of us, whether we're, you're really critical of yourself or slightly critical of yourself, it's like, um, to a certain degree, a sign of being critical of stuff you've done in the past, your yeah. past work that you're like, man, two years ago, can't believe that's what I did. Yeah. Like that actually is proof that you're getting better. Yeah. Like if you weren't critical of what you were doing, if you were happy with what you're doing, then you've actually stalled out and you're stagnant. Absolutely. So if you feel that sense of criticism in your head when you're working on stuff or looking at stuff, I would actually take that as a good sign that you actually are on the right path. Yeah, absolutely. To making better and better stuff. And as long as you stick to it and you keep putting it out there, if you had never put out that first book, you would have never gotten that experience to now go make a second book, yeah. which is even better than the first book. Yeah. Um, you know, with our documentary, I'd always tell Jeff, our editor, I'd always say, my goal is to make this movie as best as we can be, as, it, as best as it can be. You know, on a scale of zero to 10, if it's a three, if that's the best that we can do at this point, then I want to make the best three out of 10 movie that we can make. Yeah. But I was like, but then I want to go make another movie and I want to make it a four. Yeah. And then another movie and make it a five. Yeah. And another movie and make it a six. And another movie and a seven. And then an eight. And then a nine and a 10. And over seven movies, I'm going to make a 10 out of 10 movie. And although some people would be like, wow, that's a lot of work yeah. just to get a 10 out of 10 movie. But to say that you made a movie as good as The Godfather, yeah. or one of these critically acclaimed but box office hits as well that people remember for years, and to be able to like, you know, hang your hat on that creative accomplishment, it's worth it. Yeah, to do seven movies, it really is. Um, you know, and that's also kind of part of the journey and and enjoying the experience in the moment. Um, people, so. yeah, when you are in the midst of something. You are going to question yourself. You're going to be like, why am I doing this? It's so hard. It's so dumb and all that stuff. But no one usually ever questions once they've completed it. Once they've gotten to that mountaintop, they kind of, you know, like once you've completed something, once you've done something big, you realize that you can do it. And yeah. so the next thing's not as hard. And yeah. so, you know, you can look at those seven movies and be like, man, that's a lot of work. But once you've done it, You've done it. Like yeah. that's just yeah. <laughs> we we get so afraid in starting things that we realize that time is always moving. Like yeah. whether we like her or not, those seven things we can either dwell on them in in thought and say, "Well, that'd be nice to do it someday," or we can actually do it and once again be like, "This we have seven opportunities." And half of them or most of them can be bad, and that's okay. Yeah. Because those are simply things that we have to do. We had to have those moments where the lighting was really bad on that interview. Right. Yeah. Because we had probably a ton of, you know, that's just one, but we remember other things where yeah. the lighting was awful and horrible. And now we are in a place where we know exactly what good lighting is. Right. We know how to make it sound good in a noisy room we know we know how to do the very basic things and so story-wise i know you and i are really going the next thing we make is going to be great or better than, than what, what we, we have before. yeah and and people like what we have that's the crazy yeah. thing is i remember when i showed you alone that first time my my kind of yeah. first feature solo film um and you were like this is better than most of the stuff yeah. at the Rift Festival. And I didn't agree with you until I saw some of the stuff yeah. at the Rift Festival. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, we should. Yeah, yeah, this. I think, I think, yeah, it's, I guess I just would say, you know, listen to your journey and hear your second book coming out. I just encourage people, you know, A, to obviously start. 
Yeah. You know, which is what this podcast has always been about, you know, is go and make content, yeah. go and do your thing, whatever your thing is. But then too, just like, you know, I think um, as you're doing it, you're going to constantly have that critical voice in the back of your head. Um, and, you know, definitely whether it's what you're currently working on or what you're looking on or looking back at what you've done, you know, if you look back on six things and you just don't really feel very good about what you did or they, they didn't you know, get to be Amazon's bestseller for three weeks, yeah. you know, in, in new authors and poetry. You know, it's like if you didn't have that kind of out of the gate kind of success or whatever, you don't have people tattooing your yeah. words on their body. Yeah, uh, and you say out of the gate, that also comes from five, six years of posting and building right. up an online right. audience. So yeah, right. that's just... Go back yeah. to that episode where we talked about that. Yeah. So you can understand that it wasn't out of the gate, absolutely. So, anyways, I guess, though, if you don't have that kind of success or you do look back, you know, with the documentary, it hasn't had the kind of success I wanted. And there's definitely been times where I've looked back on that and been like, man, that just didn't go the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Even though I've told Jeff, hey, if we make a three out of ten movie, then that's fine. Let's keep going. But it's hard <laughs> to then say, man, that was a lot of work for yeah. a three out of ten movie. And I'm not saying it's three out of ten. It might be a five out of ten. Who knows? It's up yeah. to you to decide. Check it out. Running at fullspeed.com. But, uh, I love Jill. Um, you know, it's like to then go and say, okay, I'm going to do all that work again. Yeah. I'm going to go write for five years online, then collect all this stuff and make a book cover and do all this work for the next last six months to release another book, hoping to get a little bit more success than the last time. I mean, it's a, it's a grind to do that. Um, but I, I think the thing we always have to keep in mind is that like, uh, all of those feelings and that experience is proof that you are on the right path. Yeah. And I think that's really at the end of the day what we all want to know is that life is chaotic and confusing at times and you just want to know if you're on the right path. Yeah. You don't want to be on the wrong path. You're okay chugging along on the path. You just want to make sure it's the right one. And so I guess I would just say your criticism, your in, internal criticism is actually, um, although it's annoying to listen to, you can take it as a good sign that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. You just need to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and you have obviously done that with your second book. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you have had bad stuff happen to you or you've just been a huge screw up in the past on your own, and if that's the kind of stuff that's holding you back, obviously all the stuff that Todd was saying earlier, remember that like, God forgives you. God loves you. Yeah. You should love yourself, yeah. and you shouldn't let your past mistakes or other people's mistakes that have affected you, whether abusive relationships or whatever, uh, be the thing that stops you from pursuing the, your thing, the yeah. thing that brings you joy and makes you feel alive and the make, thing that makes you feel like you're contributing to society. So whether it's you know, feeling not worthwhile because of criticism of yourself or f- not feeling worthwhile because of stuff that's happened to you in your life, that was out of your control or or things that you did control and handled poorly. Either way, you know, we just say that, like there's there's always you have the chance to go and do better and greater work today than you did yesterday. Yeah. And tomorrow you have better yeah. a chance to do better and greater work than you did today. Yeah. And that's the case all the way forward. Yeah, we we either are stuck in the past or we're stuck in the future. And the reality is we have now and create what you can now. Yep. And realize that it's going to be tomorrow eventually and that what you create today 
you may not like tomorrow, but that's okay because you're making it now. And yep. then the next thing will come and the next thing will come. And whether that's emotional health, physical health, you know, we talk, we were talking about working out physically and yeah. just the idea of like, man, we want the end result so bad, but we don't want to actually make the steps to get to that end result. Yeah. And so yeah, it just, every battle is, yeah. you know. A lot of it, yeah, comes back to this whole thing of us. Doing a lot of talking, yeah, but a lot, a very little bit of action. Yeah, one could even say <laughs> that you could phrase this whole thing up with two words: "Go now, go now." <laughs> one could say that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't rest when your your soul needs rest, but for at the end of the day, go, go, yeah. go out and yeah. do and don't. do it now. Yeah, live yeah. in the moment, but go. Love someone now. Encourage someone now. Be uplifting. Yeah. Be create uh, now. Create now. Forgive now. Yeah. I mean, our podcast was a thought for a long time right. until we actually started yeah. doing it. Yeah, we talked about it for years. Yeah. And yeah. so now and it, we're doing it. And there's episodes I've listened to that I've been like, meh. Yeah. Eh, that was all right. And there will be. And in the we future. posted them anyways. Yeah. You know, because it was like, you know what? All we can do is just make a better one next time. Yeah. And it also goes into the whole world of content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like we. And Kyle, like, he's going to listen to it no matter what. He's going to. Because he's, like, walking in fields, cleaning up weeds by a, hand. As he's listening to this, Kyle, you don't realize this, but I'm walking up behind you. Don't turn around. I'm right behind you. <laughs> He's coming. This is all you. my plan. <laughs> What's the time code exactly? He's been distracting you this whole time. <laughs> this whole time. Uh, this is when we need to bring the Godfather music in. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I loved you like a brother. Wait, what? <laughs> so, but well, yeah. uh, congratulations again. Thank you. Uh, everybody should check it out. Uh, by the time you hear this, uh, it probably will be about a week or two when it comes out. We'll yeah. let you know when yeah. it, when it is officially out. We'll get a quick soundbite in on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and a little uh, plug. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I've I've read some of the stuff online that you that you pulled from. Um, I flipped through the book earlier today. Read a few of them. Every single one that I read, I liked it. Oh, um, I was married and I had already found the love of my life. So the unwritten letters to you <laughs> didn't hit me as hard. <laughs> As maybe well, you other could have read did. the to the one I love, yeah, and you could have read those. That's too. true. Um, but uh, the forlorn lover, I was yes. not. <laughs> <laughs> the ones talking about heartache and how they left uh, you in the dust. The, and <laughs> the satisfied, content, happy lover, yeah. I was. Yeah. So, um, and still am. So uh, this one though is definitely, I feel like, a great book to just be encouraged by. You yeah. just have it on your bedstand and just read a couple pages every night if you want to or in the morning while you're drinking your coffee or whatever um so anyways i encourage people to buy it i recommend it yeah. and um i i think it's interesting i was just thinking about this i was like why do we get so like down on ourselves for anything you know like we even like just watching like a sitcom ali and i were watching the office last night and maybe it's our conservative background but this idea of like you need to be doing something this idea of like being creative but like there is such joy in like humor or re i mean we're gaining information like remember and well we don't remember but just imagine being like out in the old days where they were going west 
and they literally just watch paint dry. Like there's like yeah. nothing to they couldn't even bring books and yeah. Uh, we live in such a interesting time that there really is a no point should be a time that we're not being productive in some way. We're retaining information, whether that's through humor or yeah. playing video games or talking with friends or right, watching a movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always something that we're doing. We are continually grow- growing, whether we like it or not. Yeah, and somehow we're still hard on ourselves. Yeah, I don't get like we need to like. Yeah, I really, okay I think that. that's the one of the hugest, biggest or biggest uh, like diseases of adulthood. Yeah, um, or or even just anybody that's beyond like four years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, you watch babies and little kids and it's like the how the amount, like you watch a kid learn how to walk yeah. or crawl and like the amount that they try things and just keep doing it over and over again. It's just like, to them, it's just like nature to just yeah. fail and keep going. Yeah. Um, you know, learn through failing is like just second nature to a, a, a new human being. And yet somehow we grow out of that yeah. and forget that like the most essential, when, when we were, when our brains were literally blank yeah. with no information or knowledge, <laughs> the way we learned is by failing. Yeah. And when we get older, we lose our most core, rudimentary, simplest, straightforward way of learning, which yeah. is f- learning through failure. Yeah. Uh, and then you still, I, me and Justin Torrance, who we've talked about a couple different times, you know, I told, we've talked to me and him about how, like, you know, they always say, like, well, you know, learning the hard way. You know, that's if you have to learn the hard way or, you know, the phrase, you know, people use it all the time. And I was like, I don't know anybody who doesn't learn the hard way. Yeah. I don't know anybody who who actually who actually is like told something and then is able to like live it fully as though they learned it themselves the yeah. hard way by doing it wrong the first few times yeah. and then realizing what worked and then doing it that way. From Kids with helicopter parents, that's all I could say, because there's that was one thing is I, I saw the generation that people have problems with is because a lot of times their parents like either protect them from physically falling down, you know, creating this uber safe place where they never get harmed in any way. And like, we've seen that they don't have like good leadership skills. They don't have good, like, well, that's what, I mean, that's yeah. my point is that yeah. they're not actually learning. Yeah. Cause they're not learning. Hard. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. I, I everybody that I know, who's really like knows something where I would go to them for advice on anything, you know, from simple things to, you know, uh, you know, how to, I keep using eating or cooking for some reason, but you know, going and asking somebody, Hey, how do I cook this? How do I grill steak well? Or how do I do this? You know, to something more complicated, like buying a house to something super complicated. Like, you know, I'm thinking about asking this girl to marry me. What do you think? All of those people I go to, I go to them because they have experience doing that thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like I'm not going to go ask somebody who's never grilled steaks how to grill a steak. I'm going to ask the person who knows how to grill a steak. And the reason they know how to grill a steak is because at one point they didn't know Mm -hmm. and they tried to learn. And by learning, they figured out all the wrong ways to grill a steak until they found the right way to grill a steak. You know, and and same thing with buying a house. Like you go to, you know, you know, know, I wouldn't ask my Jonathan, my fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old <laughs> nephew, how yeah. to, you know about home mortgages and what he I, actually is very well versed. Well, in he life. is <laughs> amazingly. He's incredible. He's never bought a house, but I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the insurance, the interest rates that he's able to secure is amazing. He has this whole Bangladesh yeah. scheme. His eyes roll in the back of his head, and he starts yeah. levitating. <laughs> interest rates. Of- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but obviously, the people who you know have, yeah. the, and in the people who really would know. 
would be like if you had a family member who was like a mortgage broker, yeah. you know, who's that's what they do every single day. Even better than talking to your friend who's just bought one house, yeah. you know? So I don't know. I think it's ironic that that's like, that's how we all learn. Yeah. We all know that's how we learn. Yeah. You know, how do you become a better, you know, spouse? Well, yeah. you be a, you try and fail yeah. at being a good spouse for multiple years until you slowly start figuring out what your spouse needs and you know in what way and how they need it and you know all that kind of stuff. We learn to stop wobbling when we walk because we realize when we don't have balance we fall and it hurts to fall. Yeah. So we yeah. learn to yeah, walk and we, and we yeah. learn how to have balance. Yeah. You know, which is now obviously something we all do without even thinking about. Yeah. It. So anyways, it's just a fascinating thing to be honest that as adults and I mean it really happens even with little kids, you know, I mean yeah. four or five, six year olds are just as self-critical as an 80-year-old. Yeah. But it's it's just fascinating how, like, it's almost like it's almost like if we were really critical of the fact that after we drink and eat, we have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. It's like that's the natural, like, process. But there is, like, subconsciously a shame. And it's somewhere along the line it happened. And yeah. I don't know if it's like that – you are only supposed to fail when you're a kid. Yeah. At a certain point, you're supposed to just get it, yeah. which is a dumb way of looking at things. Yeah. Being like, no, this is life. Yeah, We fail, but we get back yeah. up. <laughs> my, my wife is a perfectionist, and she always says, well, I don't like doing things I'm not good at, so I don't like to like, right. try new things. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you're never going to be good at something that you just started doing, Yeah, which means then you're never going to do anything new, Yeah, which – is a depressing life. <laughs> it's very depressing. You know, like like how why would you ever yeah. want to never try anything new for the rest of you? You've basically just said I'm not ever going to live. Yeah. I'm just going to just coast for the rest of life. Like you're in our thirties. We still have a lot left to live. <laughs> I mean, take that logic you into know? a child. I'm not gonna walk because I'm not good at walking. At yeah, first. I only want to do things I'm good at, so I'm just gonna lay here for the lay rest here, of my poop, life. Lay here, poop, and eat. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, and, and obviously Helen still will try new yeah. things and get over it. But, you know, it's that mentality um, that holds us back. Yeah, that's a common menta- mentality. Yeah, everybody's like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, they might not be as, like, they might not be so conscious of it that they actually say it out loud to their spouse like yeah. Helen does. But we all are like that. Um, and especially, I think we become even more like that on the things we really care about. Yeah. Um, so when you said at lunch again going all the way back to to the book you know like i you you know look back and and um and i don't think you really are but i think there's a, t- a little little hint of it in there of shame of like looking back on that older book and wishing you had done better you know yeah you know when you said it there was a slight bit of like oh, i kind of kind of wish that my first book had was better right you know uh and it's like no actually you should be proud of the yeah. fact that you think that your older book should be better because that means that you are now better. Yeah, You know, like, exactly. man, I can't believe I used to crawl. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. that's because you can walk now. Because you're in a better place. Yeah. yeah, and somebody who can walk would look kind of on shame yeah. on somebody who's 12 years old and crawling. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so it's, I think it's a good sign if, once again, if if you feel that self-criticism, I, I think that shows that yeah. you are on the right path and you should not... You should not listen to it in a way of doubting yourself, but instead kind of, I don't, I don't yeah. know. If, I Appreciate don't... where you came from. Acknowledge where you are. Yeah. And I'm... hope and be excited 
or where you're going. Yeah, I don't know if there's some way that we can almost partner with our self-criticalness and turn it from a an enemy into a friend to where it says, man, that thing you did before wasn't as good to where we can go, you're right. Yeah. It wasn't as good. Aren't we glad, self-critical yeah, voice, that we are so much better? Yeah, it's and the, then the self-critical <laughs> voice is like, wait, what? No, you're not supposed to do this. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 hold on a second. I don't, yeah. No, no, no. And you're like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. That's a good point. I have gotten a lot better since that thing. Yeah. Good for me. Yeah, I, I think it's all about our expectations. For some reason, we think that where we are should be like way better and we don't acknowledge where we are. You know, like, yeah. hey, I really appreciate and I'm thankful for what my book was. But I'm so glad I'm here now. Yeah. And that's not to demote or anything that book. It's just I am getting better as an author, as a writer. Um, even looking at my writing, like I'm I feel like I have a better eye and understanding. And then my next book, which I'm hoping is going to be a novel, that has got me there. I yeah. always wanted to write a novel. I never really wanted to do poetry or anything like that. But poetry has helped me as a writer become better. Yeah. So that I could have more confidence in an actual world building thing. Yeah. Which novels are the big one. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. It's the biggie. So, it's the biggie. So, you know, a documentary. Yeah. Or or even doing little interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. We can look back and say, yeah, but they helped us get to where we actually want to go. Yeah. Which is a great thing. I am thankful for the steps that I fell down when I was yeah. learning to walk. Now I I'm granted I'm not good at walking now. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean we we are always each like I said. Yeah, yeah I each did want to every talk day to you we are getting better. Office. Yeah. Subconsciously we're getting better. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the weird thing. We don't acknowledge that in ourselves no matter yeah. what in every single thing. Critically, as I've gotten older, I feel like I'm better at thinking yeah. than when I was younger. Like you might have like hope and optimism when you're younger, but you could Care. Those are more of like uh, personal choice and ideals. Yeah, ideals yeah, and stuff like. We yeah. can have those now. That's essentially what we're talking about. It's like let's have ideals and optimistic about our growth as a human. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and Aziz was saying in his thing, you know, it's like if every day we could just try to be a little bit better than we were yesterday. Yeah. You know, like how much better would the world be? And you know, and so instead of this self criticism of like, oh, you know, it's like, well, what? What could you do today that tomorrow you look back on and you say, I could do better than that? You know? A a tweet I saw was, if we all learn to, I think my my friend Zach tweeted, if we learn to greet one another like we greet dogs, the world would be a better place. Yeah. (laughs) You know, how people are so excited to see a (laughs) dog and and just want to learn all about it. What if we were like that with just people? Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's great to see you. What <laughs> yeah. What breed of human are you? <laughs> that might not work. Pat their head. <laughs> rub them behind good the ear. Good boy, good boy. And then uh, Ask them to jump up on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't work. But, but yeah, I mean, you get the idea. It's yes, like for sure. The little things we, we, we take care of plants and a half. Maybe not everyone. But, you know, there's just yeah. things that are inanimate objects that we care for and we use and we take care of. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, do those things to yourself. Do those things to people around you. Like, those are eternal things, is the humans that we interact with. And Mr. Rogers, full circle back to him, that's what he was all about, was you are special just the way you are. And he celebrated you 
and where you were now. This is like a promo for Mr. Rogers all of a sudden. He's great. Tom Hanks movie, <laughs> Won't You Be My Neighbor, is coming out soon, so I'm excited. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yes, good point, though. Uh, hopefully this is encouraging to all of you. Yeah. As the book, Go Now, is also an encouragement uh, all throughout the book. It's yeah. very much encouraging people. Um, so, anyways, with that all over the place kind of conversation that we just had, uh, we hope that uh, you've enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us. Congrats again, Todd, on your book. Thank you. Check it out in a couple weeks. We'll yeah. let you know for sure when it when it drops, when the album drops, uh, the white album. And uh, go now. Go now. Everyone listening to this podcast, including you. Geek! <laughs> <laughs> Bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com. Dot com.